That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 177 of Retro Fandango. I'm Kevin, a.k.a. Buried on Mars, here with Rambox, a.k.a. Richard. Do the house cleaning, get this out of the way, because we were in the middle of dish talking, washing dishes, and we need to get back to it. Uh, so Quick Save Club is uh, playing mods this month. Um, possibly something a, else. Can you give <laughs> us a sneak peek of mods, like... Are you doing a, a one particular game, a b- whole bunch of them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's uh, it's like I don't know. They're just going to talk about their favorite mods, like mods from Minecraft or Doom or Doom mm-hmm. Two. You know, just their favorite mods. So they're playing gotcha. some of their favorite mods, and they're going to talk about them. Possibly they'll be doing a show next month. I don't know. I haven't heard. Haven't heard the word. Uh, Cartridge Club is uh, playing Turtles, Ninja Turtles. Any old Ninja Turtle game apparently goes. Anything There's flipped. a lot of them. There is. And I've seen people playing like any old random game and getting a thumbs up. So anything flies as long as it's a Ninja Turtle game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next month they're playing Wind Waker, which I might hook up the Wii U again. To play isn't that a isn't that a GameCube game? Well, it it got re-released on the re-released. Wii U, and once I played the Wii U version, I got rid of the GameCube version, hmm. which I don't know if I should have because now I have to keep my <laughs> my Wii U if I want to play Wind Waker. You know, I'm, I've looked back over my um, GameCube recently, my library, all uh, five or six games up there. Yeah, isn't like yeah. I think I could let them all go. The only holdout is the beautiful Joe, mm-hmm. even though I'm kind of convinced I may never play that game again. But uh, I have more games on the PS2 that I kind of hang on to, so I could just pick it up on the PS2. Yeah, totally eliminate the GameCube. GameCube is red hot right now, too. I sold like maybe 13 games for it, and I, I almost got two grand. Yeah, it was ridiculous the amount of money that people spend on these games. Hmm. I I don't know what's wrong with you people, but whatever. (laughs) I put it. I put it all. I put uh, it all in the bank account. I said, "There you go, sir. Look at that. Uh, The investment already paid off." Hmm. But uh, I I got rid of everything GameCube except for were the games I kept. I kept for the Metroid Prime games, the two Metroid Prime games, and Rogue Squadron. But don't you have those on? Like, didn't they re-release them? In a fancier yeah. format. It makes no sense for me to keep them. But uh, I don't know. They're just part of the Metroid collection. They were more part of the Metroid collection than the GameCube collection, if that makes sense. So you'd throw away the actual system and hang on to the games just yeah. to, to show them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing with the GameCube. The, that Dolphin emulator is so well done. Like, they got that thing so well put. I was trying to play the old James Bond games, because I'm on a James Bond kick, uh, for the Xbox. And uh, my component cable, I got some cheap component cable for it, and it broke. 
Um, so the only way, the best, next best quality I can go down to is S video. So I was trying to play on the original GameCube, or original Xbox. Uh, those those James Bond games with S video, and it just, it was not good times. So, um, I tried. I tried to, um, like, it, none of those games are backwards compatible, right? They're not backwards compatible with the Xbox One or anything because. They were licensed to Activision, and then, or sorry, EA, and then at some point Activision took over the James Bond license, so there's no going back. Like, it's just one of those licensed property that the games are, are done. So I tried to emulate them uh, with some Xbox emulators, whatever, and none of them worked very well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I, I, it's ridiculous. Why do I have the jonesing to play these games and that they're so old? But whatever, I just, I really wanted to play them. So I was trying to, um, I was actually considering modding the Xbox 360 because apparently you can mod an Xbox 360 so it'll open up more of the original Xbox library. The only reason the Xbox, Microsoft doesn't give the okay for some games, it's not that they don't work on the Xbox 360 emulator because all those games work through an emulator, right? The official ones that you can that you can play on the Xbox 360. It uses an emulator to play them. And the only reason why Microsoft doesn't give them the okay is that they haven't been tested and they don't have the, or they don't have the okay from the license holder, right? So it's not like as if those old James Bond games won't work on your Xbox 360. It's just that they, they need permission. They need permission and, and a test. Like they have some sort of standard that they want them to be tested. So I was looking into modding the 360. And then I'm like, man, I'm just I'm dumb. Those games came out on every system. I don't have to emulate the Xbox versions. I could just emulate the GameCube versions. So I went and downloaded the all of them for the GameCube on the on Dolphin and they work great. Works fine. I played through the original Agent Under Fire and then I played through uh most of Nightfire. I still got ways to go on that, but Good I have fuzzy memories. I, I don't think I've played. I only played a demo of one of them, uh, and it's one where you actually have Pierce Brosnan's face. Yeah, and uh, he did this like motorcycle dive under a truck or something. I don't remember that. So here's Agent. This is Agent. It's kind of funny. They kind of went up in um, licensing status. Like every every release got a little better with the licensing. So. This is the first one, Agent Under Fire. And there's no face. Yeah. No face. They could not get Pierce Brosnan, for, who was the James Bond at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just some generic James Bond. They don't actually have a photo of him on here. But if you can look it up online, and he looks like an amalgamation of all the different James Bonds. Like he's got like Sean Connery's eyebrows and, you know, uh, Roger Moore's like mouth and it just looks like a weird mashup of all their faces. Frank so then and the Bond. Next, what's that? Frank and Bond. <laughs> yeah. So then the next one was Nightfire, which you could see Pierce Brosnan on the cover mm-hmm. for Nightfire. But I think they got, no, it was just a generic girl, uh, but they didn't get his voice. He, they couldn't get him to do the voice. So they actually have James Bond and they have J- Dame Judy Dench playing M but it's someone else doing the character's voices. And they didn't get a person that sounds a thing like Pierce Brosnan. He's just some British guy with like a slightly deep voice. Hmm. 
little awkward. So then the next one was Everything or Nothing. And that has Pierce Brosnan's face and his uh, his voice in it. And they got, I think, um, what's her face? Oh, uh, Shannon Elizabeth. So she was never officially a Bond girl, but she was like a Bond girl in this James Bond game. So the, those are like original. It's not based off the movie. It's like an original game. Yep. It's all original. original. Story. Yep. Yeah. Even though like the story in Nightfire... Um, like that's when I'm kind of halfway through and it follows Moonraker quite a bit where it's like a guy building a space station to create his own, you know, master race. And he's going to wipe out the earth. So you got to stop him. It's almost the exact same story as Moonraker. And then they came out with one more game on the Xbox. And this was the, uh, from Russia with love with Sean Connery's likeness and his voice. Oh, he did do the voice. I, for that? I'm pretty sure he did the voice. Or did they just it. take sound clips. Let me see here. I learned a new trick with my glasses, by the way. Instead of like looking over like this, like an old man, if I just push them down on my nose a bit, I can read. You look like the the old librarian. Yeah. So, yeah, they got Sean Connery. They got, uh, I don't know who that is, Daniel Bianch. Robert Shaw is in it from Jaws. Hmm. Uh, and Bernard Lee is M that those must be, that's gotta be clips unless it's just a likeness. Cause Bernard Lee died in 1981. Anyways, pretty cool. That's neat. Yeah. So this one, they went really wild with the licensing. Cause there's like, um, like, or no, that was legends. Sorry. Legends was the next one. That one, uh, they went like, and got like jaws in the game and, um, uh, his, you know, his wife and all that stuff. It was just, it was crazy. It's good. I am excited to see people uh, talk about that sixth gen because that's the. Uh, I got so many memories of working in the game department when all that stuff was out. So is even that, though is I've that never what this played, is? is this a sixth gen? That's um, like Xbox, PS2, GameCube. That's sixth okay. generation gaming. That that's my knowledge. Right video games uh there are so many games that i never played but i know the covers really really well yeah i'm just constantly loading retail yeah yeah pretty cool like i the first one it's you know just a standard shooter kind of thing but they give you like the james bond gadgets and stuff his watch can like got this hook i can just latch on to certain things and Zip you up to different points, and it's got lasers. They so can cut through locks, and wouldn't that hurt your wrist? Yeah, swinging from a watch. None of it's realistic. I mean, come on, it's James Bond. It seemed to hurt uh, Molly at the end of Die Hard when she like that was not good. Hans is hanging off that wrist. <laughs> uh, before we move on. Let's get to finish off the plugs here. RF Gen is playing Eternal Eyes, which is some old PS1 game. All right. What, what do you want to talk about? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. This way, I, I, uh... wanted, I wanted to wrap up the, the dishes conversation. That oh, yeah. Before. <laughs> oh, right. How could I forget? So I said I do half of my dishes. Well, not half. I would say, I would say about 80 five percent of the dishes go in the dishwasher and then there's that 15 percent that you have to wash by hand 
and I wash all the cutting boards by hand. I wash my coffee mug by hand. Um, and that, uh, the coffee that was going to be my question <clears throat> about the coffee mugs. Are you the kind of person that will finish a cup of coffee or tea, leave that cup somewhere, and then come back to it later, and it's got that dried little ring in the middle? Or do you quickly get it to the sink, rinse it out, so that doesn't build up? I So I if I'm home, it's one cup in the morning with the coffee, right? I just refill the one cup, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's got a brown ring in it or not, I don't know. I don't even care. Whatever. You just <laughs> fill it up. Just fill it up. Doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. Don't look, just fill. That's mm-hmm. right. Same thing with tea. Uh, if I'm having tea at lunch, it's just the one cup. If there's some brown in it, so be it. It usually doesn't sit there that long, you know, because we all make a pot of tea for both Sarah and myself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't really sit there that long. And then throughout the day, if it's just one cup of tea or whatever, it goes in the dishwasher layer. I use it once, and then it goes in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. But by mug, I meant like my work mug. Like the work mug, it's like a Contigo. Oh, like a thermos. Right. Yeah. It's got like a metal bottom and then like a top on it. That's got to go in, in the sink. You can't wash it in the dishwasher. Is it the kind that has the little, um, you screw off the top and it's got the little, little sippy cup? You got your GI Joe on the thermos <laughs> or something. I do have a big one that's like that. Yes, mm. um, but I don't like drinking out of it because it's really it's really old. It's like about I don't know thirty years old, and I don't like like putting my teeth next against the plastic because I don't want to ruin the plastic because it it looks really nice. It's a nice was, looking mug. I thought you were going to say you don't want to ruin your teeth or no, something. no, I don't care about that. <laughs> got to preserve. I don't want to ruin. Plastic. Yeah, I don't want to like because like I'll. I'll tend to like chew on things or whatever, especially like if I'm at work and you know, I, I get, I, I can't sit still. Right. So there's um, Kevin non on his mug again. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin that thing. So I leave it nice. And, uh, I never, I never use the mug part. Um, I'll, I'll just grab like a China mug for, for, for the coffee. So I just pour it in or a paper cup one if I forget. Anyways, that that needs to be hand washed, and then the coffee pot itself, like the coffee pot, and that Sarah does the percolated coffee on the weekend. That all gets washed by hand, and then during the week, the drip coffee maker stuff is all washed by hand. Everything then, in my house is washed by hand. And then whatever doesn't fit in the dishwasher goes into the the sink, like any sort of leftover or whatever. Mm. No dishwasher for you. I've never had a dishwasher. Uh, as far as I can tell, they don't really exist here uh, in, in the way that you know them, of the big machine. Uh, dishwashers I see are little countertop things. You put it on your countertop and you can fit maybe, I don't know, two or three people's worth of dishes in there. And it it has a little sprinkler. <laughs> What's the point it, of that? It wets them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't trust it. So everything just gets scrubbed by hand. Hmm. Well, dishwasher's handy, man. That is no... I don't doubt it. Yeah. I've never had the pleasure. Especially, like, I can't stand doing forks and knives. That is just a little too tedious for me. Uh, you can forget it. I, I've just learned to zone out. I, I do the dishes every single day. And, you know, if I don't get to them early, because, you know, I try to stay on top. We eat breakfast. I take care of the breakfast dishes. Lunch, take care of the lunch dishes. 
But some days you just can't do that. And everything is left until the end of the day. And as much as I try to fight it, Japanese style for, for meals is lots of little plates. You know, there's no like one big plate, just throw everything on it. It's all presentation. Right. Flavors cannot mix. You gotta like, I got so many little plates. And at the end of the night, I'll be standing there for an hour, maybe more, just scrubbing dishes if I don't get to them. Yeah. That's when the uh, headphones go on, something bland on the TV or something, background, and just stand there and scrub. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you need a dishwasher if you've got all those little plates. Yeah. Now we just well we when we did our kitchen a few years ago we upgraded our dishwasher it was we had a crappy one from whom like uh, the people who bought had the house for us it was theirs it was the only appliance that they left <clears throat> and it just, it never it was never very good never cleaned very well uh, so the one we got now is fantastic you could fit a ton of stuff in there it's got like the little nets and everything so if you got like little brushes or whatever, like for the barbecue, you can throw them in there. Um, you know, anything that could like throw, like, you know, that the dishwasher will throw around or whatever. It's got little cages for them. It's, it's really cool. And you got even like this thing that comes down. If you got wine glasses you can put the wine glasses in there and it'll hold it by the stem. Mm-hmm. It'll, it's only ever held one wine glass <laughs> because Sarah will have a, a glass of wine once in a while and that's it. But how many dishes can you guys go through in one day, though? We go through a lot. If we're cooking on the weekend, hmm. we go through. I've we've had friends, and they'll like, oh yeah, I turn on my dishwasher like three times a week. We've done three times in a day, easily, <laughs> easily, because you get up and like, oh, I forgot to turn on the dishwasher last night. So turn on, it goes through one cycle, and if Sarah's making something like uh, pasta sauce or whatever, um. Just making the stuff will be yeah. will be a cycle, <clears throat> you know, uh, and then you eat, and <clears throat> that'll be that'll be like the third cycle right there. Yeah, I believe it. I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, a few weeks ago I made pierogi for the first time. Ooh, nice! And uh, I was, you know, I was just getting so tired of not being able to have them, and then I finally looked it up and. It's apparently really easy to make them. <laughs> they're just because there's so many of them. You got to make so it's, many it's of time them. Consuming. It's time and consuming. It, and yeah. it's messy on the counter. You got all the flour and everything. And so you made them from scratch? Yeah. I just wow. uh, I went on a YouTube pierogi wow. recipe. First thing that came up was the Polish chef. An old <laughs> Polish guy that shows you how to make pierogi. And it was great. You know, I was very skeptical. Like, is this really going to taste the way I remember it? And uh, the, the flavor-wise, I needed to change it around a little bit, but uh, the texture it was like that—that's it. That's pierogi. So I—I uh, I recently got in my head. I want to try making ravioli because that's another food that I can't find around here. So yeah, this weekend might be ravioli weekend. Oh, nice. Oh man, my I don't know what happened to it, but my grandmother, my no, my Nona, had a pasta maker, mm. and it could do ravioli. Like nice. It was like yeah, you put you put it like your your slab of uh, of uh, pa- pasta or whatever dough 
in the thing and it would you put the meat in and it would fold over oh then, wow they crimped them and, and yeah fold them and everything yeah hmm. ah and then she had like an actual pasta maker too like that would make like you know string pasta and she'd make all sorts of things with that i don't know yeah. what happened to it one of my cousins must have got it and is they, it one of those like old metal like you're, you're cranking yep. on it and it's yep. just like suddenly pasta starts shooting out the other end yep yeah oh man and she made so much stuff out of that that is great if i, I if i could it. upgrade one area of my house it'd be the kitchen because i don't know i love cooking you know it's 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 a hassle when you don't have the time and you're kind of in a rush but when i cook i like to cook things that take two three four hours to make you know i'm not good at the like i'll just get this done i, I like the long recipes mm. I, I like doing the long recipes on the weekend, but during the week, it's like, you just, you got to go. Just get it done. <laughs> get it done. Food in stomach. Time. There's not enough time. pain in the gut. But on the weekend, though, we do, like, we'll make stuff. But I haven't made pierogies from scratch in in years. I bought some at Christmas time. I don't know if I told you that. I don't know if I um I don't remember hearing about pierogi. So I, I really wanted some pierogies for, for my birthday. And, uh, we, there was, um, we were going out, we were going out for one of our walks and we passed by, uh, a butcher in down in downtown and they had like a sign right in there that said, Hey, we got, we got, uh, I can't remember. It was like farmer Jack's or something. Pierogies, world famous pierogies. I'm like, Oh man, you want to get something for my birthday? That's it. Pierogies. I don't care about anything else. Sell all these video games. Get me some friggin' pierogies. So, um, we didn't, uh, Sarah didn't end up going there. She went to a, another, uh, place and got some pierogies, but they were, they were really expensive. Like, I don't know. It was like 10, 10 bucks for like a package of six of them or something like Whoa. that. It wasn't cheap, but it was my birthday. She's like, it's your birthday. So I got you these ones. And I'm like, okay. And they were good. They were, they were very close to what, um, what my Nona would make, but close, not quite, not, not quite. Cause they were still frozen. You know, but uh, they were pretty good. Uh, and then uh, I was like, we got to go for round two for Christmas because, you know, those ones were not quite there. Let's let's see, um, because I tried to get Sarah to make them from scratch, like mm -hmm. for the and she just won't go for it. She'd rather we buy them. So I said, let's we got to go for round two because those ones weren't quite as good. So we went to the one downtown. We actually had to line up to get in there because we only allowed so many people into the into the butcher, right? Because of right. COVID restrictions and that. So we had to wait in line to get in there. And once we get in there, we go, we look around the entire place. It's not that big of a place, but we couldn't find them. Like where where are they? And uh, they were buried. Like they had a sign out for the front, and they were buried in the back of this this freezer. So I'm like, okay. So I, I look in there, and I'm pulling out like all these weird flavors. Like I don't. I, no, not like potato, like potato and cheese. That's the potato one. Potato and cheese is the classic. Right. My my Nona would make all sorts of different kinds, right? But the potato and cheese one, that's the one that I was craving. That's the one I, I wanted. So I pull out like a couple of these flavors. And I'm like, okay, like I can't remember where they were. It was all like, they put like bacon in it. I don't want bacon in there. I, it's just, I just don't want it. I just want, like I'm simple flavors. You know, I'm not, I don't like combining too many flavors. So uh, I took, I, I grabbed a couple and they're like, did you find everything you wanted? I'm like, yeah, I, I just wanted these and potato and, 
and cheese though. Like, oh, we got that. And she goes back. She went like far back in there. And not only did she pull out potato and cheese ones, but she pulled out sauerkraut ones, oh. which were another one that my Nona would make back in the day. And I haven't had those in I don't know, like 20 years or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. sign me up. So I got those and and you know, they were they weren't they were lesser than further removed from what my uh, Nona would make. They were they were pretty good, but they weren't as as good. Well, and the reason I, why my, I don't my know. Nona would I don't want to spoil it for you, but you're never going to find your Nona's no, pierogi. No, but I have the recipe and and I have made them before where they're, you know, they're they're you know, they're they're good. They're pretty good. You know, so I, I do have the recipe, but I have to have the people around me that are interested in actually wanting to do them. Like I was hoping like my, my brother-in-law would be into it, but he's like, he's like Joe, like that's too much dough and potato and cheese. You got to have your protein and all that. (laughs) Forget that. I mean, that's not going to go down that. Cause, and then my mom is like, she's all, she can't have, uh, what's that? Uh, gluten. She's got, everything's gotta be gluten free. So no one's no one's into it as much as I am. So I need a progy buddy. Hmm. Let me know. I'll, I'll fly yeah. out for progy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I have. Uh, I, I do. I do still want to make them though. But they were pretty good. I, I tell you, it's it's a fun time. Like you just set yourself uh, a couple hours for making progy or cooking anything in general, and. Uh, and you know you cook some good food forget about all this health conscious protein whatever that you cook yourself some good food and you enjoy it here comes bill he's late and he said he'll eat some rogies yeah he'll eat them you got to help me make them that's the thing anybody can eat the pierogies it's the making of the pierogies that's the thing didn't anybody ever read The Little Red Hen when they grew up? No. No? The Little Red Hen, she, she wants some bread. So she says, okay, I got to go plant the wheat. Who's going to help me? And there's a dog and a cat and a rat. And they're like, no, 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 we're too busy. And then it's time to harvest the wheat. Nobody will help her. It's time to ground it into flour. Nobody will help her. Time to make the bread. Nobody will help her. Oh, time to eat the bread. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. comes running. And she says, no, I'm going to eat it all by myself. And she does. And they're all miserable. (laughs) Wow, what a great story for kids. All those old fables, (laughs) yeah. You don't help, you don't benefit. Well, there you go. Teach them proper. Right on. Um, So, yeah, I'll I'll give, if if I um, end up making ravioli, I'll let you know. Yeah, give us the update. That's ravioli is another thing that I haven't had in a long time. They don't, uh, you can't even get it in the restaurants here. They'll have uh, cheese ravioli, not meat ravioli. Usually they offer, no, I guess. Not here. Yeah, yeah, I could see it because the, well, I mean, those were two standards. So I could see people having one or the other, but both are pretty popular, aren't they? I don't know. I, I tried to get like some meat ravioli and. It seems it's all it's always cheese. Every time you look on the menu, it's cheese ravioli. It's like they're Chef Boyardee. It's like, well, we need a, a vegetarian dish, so let's uh, take the meat and 
do cheese instead. And then we got a vegetarian dish. Or it could just be cheaper. Or that. Whatever, whatever cheese substitute they're I, putting in there. Yeah. I mean, so many of these restaurants, they're just, they're just grabbing frozen stuff. You yeah. know, just frozen. It's the convenience of them putting it on a plate for you. That's what you're paying for. Yep. And the ambiance and whatever. What about bamboo? Have you been eating bamboo? I see that is on the list. I've been pulling bamboo out of the ground. It's that time of year again. It's all starting to grow. So it's just a daily hike down the hill. Dig up some bamboo. Bring it back up. Try to convince people to take it so it doesn't go to waste. What are they gonna, What do you do with bamboo? Not much. You, you, <laughs> you put it in your rice, and then you got bamboo rice, which is pretty good. You use it in a lot of stir fry. You know, do uh, some kind of a Chinese dish or something. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And then I'm out of ideas. You know, it's <laughs> kind of That's all it. you can do. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's fine to have you know, one or two meals and you're like, Hey, this is great. Haven't had bamboo in a while, but day after day after day. So most of it's really just going to be recycled, pull it up so it doesn't grow into a tree and then, uh, smash it back into the ground. Yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that. Exercise, I burn off my, uh, pierogi calories. Yeah. You don't have to shovel driveways. So no, no, that, that's a fair trade-off. Oh, right. well, I figured after two weeks I'd have a whole lot to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> all right. It's okay. I, I, I had the uh, notion of well, then I can pay attention for two weeks and and jot down all this stuff I do, and we'll have so much to talk about. Or I could just ignore it for a week and then just write it down as usual. I ended up ignoring everything for like two weeks. That that sounds sounds about right. Doing doing the living of life instead. My kids are out of school. The school year here just finished, so they're home now. Uh, I'm still on <clears throat> uh, vacation from from my job until the school year starts up again. So it's just quiet hanging around the house. Yeah, well, nothing's changed here. <laughs> Zero's changed. Just got warmer, that's all. All the snow's gone. I think I think last time we talked there was snow on the ground. Now it's all gone. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like spring is in full effect here. Flowers are growing, plants, I gotta cut the grass and everything. Hey, rocket sauce is here too. Everybody's, Everybody's sorry that they're late. Don't worry about it. We went an hour later. It's an hour later and everyone's late. What's up mm. with that? We're adjusting to the new time. Well, I just want to talk about some video games for a little bit, even though we did talk about the James Bond games to start. But um, I, I don't know if you remember me telling you I got uh, Game Pass for three months for a dollar. Did I tell you that? Sounds familiar, yes. Yeah. They had some promotion. I don't know what it was, but it's like three months, one dollar. I'm like, sure, why not? So I'm like on Game Pass and I'm trying to play all these games I'm trying to play control can't get into that one tried to play the rpg greedfall couldn't get into that one i don't know I was, I was trying out a bunch of different ones that new doom couldn't get into that one so what i gonna do like i just i feel the pressure now to spend the like spend some time because i i spent a dollar <laughs> with this stuff i gotta get my dollars worth 
And even though I have the games on Steam, I saw that they had, you know, they got Day of the Tentacle on there. And I'm like, man, I've been wanting to play that for so long. Yes, Arakata says Control was boring. I got to agree. I mean, I only played like the first level and I was kind of like, man, just get on with it. Like they're, they're doing so much explaining and story and I'm just get on. Anyways, a day with the tentacle on there. And even though I already have it on Steam, I said, what the heck? I'll play it on Game Pass. Why not? And this is the first time I played the, uh, you know, new edition, the mm-hmm. remastered. And it was, it was funny how, like, I was surprised how it was all coming back to me. Uh, and I forgot how good that game is. So you play as uh, three char- three characters, and right. uh, you mess around with some uh, time machine, and it sends one guy into the future, or one the the girl into the future, the the fat guy into the into the past, and you're the nerdy guy, and you're stuck in the in the present. And there's all these like time mechanics and, and w- with the puzzles, which is. It's funny how it was all coming back to me. Like she, mm. she comes up in the future and she's stuck in a tree. So then you have to go into the past and uh, paint a tree. I think it's an orange tree and you got to paint it red. So it looks like a cherry tree and then go talk to George Washington. So he'll go right, and chop right. it down. So then in the future she could be on the ground, just fun stuff like that. And I remember the hamster too. And it was funny, like the hamster so there's a hamster, and you have to... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, don't spoil it, because I, I want to go back to this game. Oh, and I okay. do remember a fair amount, but um, I, I remember the George Washington bit, but I didn't remember that about painting the tree. So there, there must oh, be okay, some okay. things I'm not I thought, you, I thought you played it recently. like not too No, this, this is one that I, I've still... Like, I had it for years now, but I, I still haven't gotten to it. Well, I, there was something I... How can I... So inside the game, I did I didn't know this, but inside uh Day of the Tentacle is uh Maniac Mansion. Yeah, you, you find a computer, computer and you can go back and play Maniac Mansion, which I thought was cool. And there was um I think I remember doing like when we were kids, I don't think this is a spoiler. I got I gotta talk about this part. So when we were okay. kids, uh we would ask everybody like, Hey, so you got played Maniac Mansion. Did you put the hamster in the microwave? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was one thing like, no, I never did that. So then you go home and you try and you put the hamster in the microwave and turn on, blow up the, the hamster. And then there's a, a puzzle with the hamster in uh day of the tentacle that was tripping me up because I was mixing up what you did in that game with day of the tentacle with the hamster. I was, Anyways, I, I can't go into it now because I don't want to spoil it for you. But anyways, there's hamster in both games, and it's kind of fun. That's all. I have you ever played through Maniac Mansion in its entirety? Um, I I did as a kid, but not recently. Like I can't. Like I remember going into the like you go into the like I played a little bit of, of it this time. Like you go into mm-hmm. the. You find the key underneath the mat. You get into the house, uh, mm-hmm. the and you run into. You can pick different characters in that. You run into the woman in the kitchen. She'll throw you into the dungeon. So then you got to play mm-hmm. as another kid. Yeah, like you basically get the get to get the woman out of the kitchen. You got to go and sacrifice one kid to get thrown into the dungeon. So you can now go and explore the the kitchen kind of thing. Yeah, I played the game. <laughs> yeah, I. 
I've never been able to make much progress in it because uh, just like that, I end up getting everybody tossed in the dungeon or I, I hit some dead end where I, I forget, like the characters get killed and it's like off screen, like it's just game over if you get caught or something. I don't know. I have never been able to make much progress in that game. Yeah. Well, to get the hamster, you got to time it. You got to like ring the doorbell. So the guy comes out of the room. There's something about like a package. He's waiting for He's waiting for yeah. a package, right? Yeah. So you ring the doorbell. So you, you, you get one person in, in and you can hide them in a room. And then you send another kid up to ring the doorbell. And then he right. comes down looking for his package. Mm-hmm. And while he's down looking for his package, you can sneak into his room and get the hamster. And then you can put the hamster in the microwave. I know that part right. better than I know, like I beating the game itself. I don't know. I haven't done in forever. I can't, I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the hamster in the microwave results in a dead end immediately, doesn't it? Um, or does I it just you, get that one kid thrown in the dungeon? No, you can still play it, but I think, don't you need the hamster for the, well, that's, that's the thing. Like it, you can do that, but, you kind of have to start the game over. Right, yeah. It's more just like, hey, look at that neat little detail they threw in there. Yeah. And that's like old school point and click adventure where you take uh, a, a, you know, a thing that's like in, the only way to finish the game is if you have this thing. And it doesn't tell you that it's game over because you just got rid right. of the thing that you need. And then you got to start the whole thing over. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, I there, found... That's... Like I was always kind of iffy on that and those games where you could kind of screw yourself over and get rid of an item that you really need. That happens to me in another game. And like I got, I used an item and then you keep playing. And then later on you realize, well, I can't solve this puzzle. What is it? You look it up and it's like, oh, that thing that you used already yep. was necessary for this. That's old school adventure games. Man. Mm. That wouldn't fly today. No, it's for sure. You'd have all the other characters screaming at you what item to use as soon as you walk into the room. And that's it for video games. <laughs> that's that's all. I played a little bit of the old James Bond, and uh, which was a very short game. That first one is very short. It's only about three or four hours. And then the Day of the Tentacle was wasn't that long either. So hmm. I'm getting I'm getting more into the short games. I think the long games just kind of I don't know. Just not hitting some good ones too. Well, it's um, it's one of those things. You get a little completion. You feel that oh, I did it. Check. You yeah, know? but and also just like the like the, you know, oh, I've been sat here for sixty hours, played this one game. I don't know. I just, I'm not in the mood for it right now. Yeah. Um, but what I am in the mood for, what I have been in the mood for. Well, let me talk about the television a little bit. I watched the Wandavision. I finished that off. Your favorite show to hate. And overall, the series overall from beginning to end was okay. It was okay. The beginning was terrible. I thought that was poorly executed. I don't, I don't know what they were thinking with that whole thing. I was pretty sad. But when they finally got to more of the mystery and everything and started filling in on what's happening in that, it got much better towards the end. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is so great! It's the best thing ever, and every actor that's on this show is a, is amazing and brilliant. I thought it was just okay, like the, you know the thing, you know. I think they could, if they would have done the beginning a little better, like got you up to speed a little, 
faster. They might have had to cut out like two or three of those early episodes, but that would have been fine, I think. I think they were just wasting your time at the beginning. That's just me. Uh, you you, you got to get with the times here and just embrace the new Marvel product. Just blindly, like whatever it is. Yes, it, it says it Marvel says on Marvel. it, so I, I have to love it, right? Yes. All right. Um, and then I watched the first Winter Soldier and the Falcon. I didn't watch the second one yet that came out today. I watched the first one, and it was okay, too. <laughs> it was very, very hammy, but there was some stuff I liked. There's Duke. Hey, Duke. There was some stuff I liked in it and some stuff I didn't like in it. You know, it's one of those, like, you got the, the Falcon, and he's, like, his ability is that he could fly. So the bad guys are doing things that it's just perfect for the Falcon to go in and, and fix. Because Do they he have can fly open and skylights flying. in their hideouts? No, but they're flying around like he is. You know, it's like, oh, man, it's a good thing they didn't decide to get away on a motorcycle or something where he would be less efficient with the trees in the way and all that. They decided to get away with the jets as well. But that's just comic book thing. It's, look, I, I will defend that in that comic books are supposed to be kind of silly. Yeah. It's just a fun adventure for children. I, I think, like I said to my buddy Mike Ladano on, on Facebook, it, I, you know, I like good ham. You know, I don't mind if it's if they ham it up a bit, but it's got to be good ham. You know, it can't be a little too hammy. So I thought I thought parts of the show were a little too hammy. But overall, it's okay. I want to see more. I don't I'm not gonna make a judgment on the entire series after one episode. Maybe two episodes I will, but after one, it's still I'm still want to see more. So does all this stuff um it still ties in with all the movies? I think so. I mean, basically with WandaVision, you were watching a character who started off as one thing in the last movie. And by the end of this series, WandaVision series, that person becomes something else. They have like their, you know, they started off as a caterpillar and they end up as a butterfly at the end of the series. So when that character probably will show up in one of the movies, you'll understand why. And you probably don't need to watch the series they'll probably like fill you in like, Hey, this is, you know, I'm this, I'm this character now. And I'm probably like, Oh, okay. You were that character, but now you're this character. And that's probably all you need to know. But watching the WandaVision series, you got all the backstory. Right. Yeah. That's a, how I imagine comic. Right. Yeah. That's how I imagine it'll go all together. You know, so you can probably watch it if you want. If you don't, you probably don't have to. And I imagine it's the same with this winter soldier and the Falcon thing. There. Okay. Uh, and then Sarah and I have been watching all the Oscar nominated films. The nominations came out and uh, we started with uh, best, best picture best in show. Best in show would have been a better movie to watch than some of these for sure. But uh, overall what they chose for best picture is pretty good. Pretty Isn't good. it kind of late? Don't they normally do Oscar stuff in February. Yeah, the COVID thing pushed stuff back. Oh, it makes sense. I mean, I guess they were thinking like, oh, well, if we push it back, it'll give more time for more movies to get released. But it never happened anyways. Are they, did they, what happened last year? Did they have a big award ceremony or did yeah, they it was, do it, a digital it was all, thing? It was all right before the whole COVID thing started, okay. right? Because it was back in February. So it was like one okay. of the last things 
that they got out of the way. So what are they doing this year? Virtual. Everything's virtual. Yeah, I I don't think they know 100% what they're doing, but that's what the other award shows have been doing, just like a virtual thing. Can they make it like an hour? (laughs) Just say, hey, here's the category. Here's the winner. Next category. Here's the winner. Do we need all uh, these little skits and people walking out in tuxedos? Here's my secret for watching the Oscars in order to get through it really quickly is I don't watch it and just wait till next day. And yeah. it's all announced in the morning. I don't care for the show. Hmm. I, I do like the process of what they nominate because then it puts stuff on your radar that you normally wouldn't watch. And I've, I've watched a lot of good movies that way. Uh, a lot of crap that I've, stopped and said this isn't for me but i i i do find like that process and then what actually wins is a total joke most of the time but uh that process of what gets nominated i do enjoy because i do like having you know like it's it's almost like a recommendation you know like hey watch this see what you think of this kind of thing so i do like that but the pageantry for the whole uh, like what wins and all that i just don't care like normally what wins is what will make the money in the future because the people who are voting on this stuff for the most part are people who are, will be invested in this person's next film. Like one of the movies that was nominated is this movie called Mank. And it's uh, based on the, it's like the, I guess the loose telling of the story of the guy who wrote Citizen Kane and his name was Mankiewicz. Everyone called him Mank. So that's the name of the film. And everybody is in love with this movie. Like all the critics just think it's the greatest thing and all that and got this nomination. On that. And it's probably going to win Best Picture uh, because it's a, it's one of those actor pieces. And I find that the, the Academy Awards kind of go in a cycle, too. Well, one year it'll be like a story driven thing. The next year it'll be a director's thing. And then it'll, they'll go back to the actor's thing. And I think they're ready to, to nominate an actor's piece. Like if you watch Birdman, that thing was the biggest piece of crap, but it was an actor's piece. You know, it was like the like you had to really act to be in that movie, you know, because it was like just the dialogue and everything was a little weird. And it's the same thing with this movie. It's an actor's piece. It doesn't have a very good story. It actually doesn't look good. I can't even look at it. It's all done in black and white, which is fine. But whatever they did with the cinematography, it's like a bland gray throughout the entire movie. It's not a sharp contrast between black and white. And I couldn't even look at it. It, it. So I couldn't look at it. I couldn't understand what people were saying because they put this uh, like sound effect. The idea was that the guy wanted to make the movie. It's, it's David Fincher who directed it. And he wanted to make the movie like you're in an old time movie theater. So he even has like this echo effect in the movie, which was making my surround sound go all haywire because you're hearing like you're just hearing this stupid echo so you can't even make out what they were saying half the time and i did, i couldn't even finish it i thought it was terrible but i have a feeling that movie will win best picture because i thought it was terrible but i got through an hour of it and rock sauce did not like birdman as well i watched about 15 minutes of that thing it was terrible it wasn't terrible it's just it probably awful. not what you're into no it was awful it was an awful movie there, I don't, there, there was no story that- there are movies that you could respect the filmmaking, but yeah. really just not be a fan of. Absolutely. And like I said, I respect the acting in Birdman. I get it, but it's a terrible movie. It doesn't have a very good story. And if you don't have a story, you don't have a movie, as far as I'm concerned. 
the story story was uh, the the main guy uh, just trying to come to terms with himself because he was he was known for being uh, what the 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 Birdman, right? Right. He's known for being a superhero guy, and he's trying to do like a regular fantastic be be a regular actor. Wow. Fantastic. And what, 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 what is Citizen Kane? That's a, a guy who's who's longing for his childhood. You can right. sum difference, any movie up in one sentence. Difference is uh, execution. None of the characters in Birdman were likable. I didn't got care for a single one of them. I didn't care for their like the whole thing where he's trying to do this acting thing on stage and all. And I'm like, I don't care. It was just <laughs> awful. That's it. It's a bad movie. I'm sorry. It's like I don't care about baseball. It doesn't mean baseball is bad. No, I I I, I get that, but I mean, you got to have for a movie. I'm sorry, you have to have either a good story or some characters that are interesting in the good story. If you don't have that, it's a bad movie. Objectively speaking, it's a bad movie. That's not subjective. <laughs> now, subjectively, you could say, "Well, I like those characters and I like the story." Sure. But I'm sorry. But what was the story? Who were the characters? They were awful people. Their story was not interesting. That's a bad movie. Hands down. And then here's the other thing for something like Mank you have to be able to see and hear the movie. That's number one. Any movie that I can see and hear automatically gets one star for me. You get one full star because that's the basic thing. If I cannot see or hear the movie, that is not anything subjective. That is objectively bad. You automatically do not even get one star from me. I got to hear and see the movie properly. And I didn't watch it. Like, I didn't download it or anything like that. It's a Netflix movie, and I watched it on Netflix. The Kane from Citizen Kane? What? I like Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane has a good story. And I mean, I know there's plot holes in the story, but I like the characters in it. So, but the Mank, Mank Stank. There's my one word review. Mank Stank. That was the, uh, the biggest shock when, when someone revealed to me that plot hole in Citizen Kane, <laughs> like the entire movie doesn't make sense. Oh, it doesn't. It's like, eh. <laughs> it doesn't. I it's mean, like, there's, wow. It, I mean, yeah, it doesn't, but whatever. Um, oh, I see. Of course. Of course. You got to always like, anytime Rocket Sauce says something, it's a Simpsons reference. Yeah. It's all he communicates in. Okay. All the other movies that I saw that were nominated for best film. Uh, the only one I haven't seen is The Father, which I hear really good things about. Um, but all the others were great. I, I really liked them. Um. What were they? Sound of Metal was great. It's about this this guy who uh, he's in this uh, indie rock band and he's traveling in this uh, Winnebago with his girlfriend. And, you know, they're playing all these rock shows and they're playing like this really avant-garde metal thing. They have a really small, tiny following, but he's really intense and in, into his thing. And he starts losing his hearing. No, Good stuff. I started watching it and I at first... I thought it was a mockumentary. That's how natural the movie felt. I thought like I was watching, like they were kind of just riffing into things and that. Um, but no, it's an actual movie and uh, it was really good. Uh, the next one I watched was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's about um, 
the Black Panther in Chicago in the late 60s, early 70s, and this battle that they got in with the Chicago police. And, you know, growing up as a kid, uh, you know, I always thought that the Black Panthers were, I don't know, like shady, you know, like they were nefarious, like they were not as bad as the KKK, but there was something um, nasty about them. But, you know, that's how powerful, you know, like uh, they, that the authorities can make things seem uh, like. Um, so they take it from the point of view of the Black Panther Party and, man. It's really well done, really good. It's about this uh, this guy too that's well known in the black community, but you know I'm an ignorant white guy in Canada. I've no, I never heard of him before, so that's why they made a movie like this so more people can uh, can experience it. So that was good. Um, Minari was a, was a good one too. That's the one that I think you should watch, Richard. I think you might like this one. It's about this uh, Korean family who tries to live the American dream. They move to um, uh, Oklahoma and the guy tries to uh, start a farm. And uh, most of the movie, I'd say like 85% of it is uh, in Korean. Um, and the grandma moves in and it's just really, it's one of those really character driven uh, family uh, stories. But in this movie, there's this kid in it and we know how oh. Richard hates his child actors but i think this kid did a really good job i wonder if richard would uh wonder if richard would take to this one you know who my favorite kid actor is uh do you ever see annie the old musical annie a long time ago there's um there's a musical sequence the hard knock life yes and when that starts up the like these kids are like they're like cleaning the house. They're scrubbing the hallways and they're all miserable. And there's yes. one little girl, she's scrubbing the wall and the camera's panning down the hallway. And then she just drops her towel, kicks the wall and then she goes stomping down the stairs. That was beautiful performance. I, she summed up her whole life in that one kick. I think you'd like the kid in Minari. I think you would. I, I'm guessing I'm banking that you would. Uh, what else? What else was nominated? Um, not um, Moonraker. Trial of the Chicago Seven. That one was good too. Another uh, Chicago police uh, up the shady stuff uh, movie, but this one was about a uh, like a, a a demonstration or a protest that they that uh, they had in a in a park in Chicago, and then the Chicago police went in there and started uh, roughing up things ruffling feathers and it was uh when it was done it was it was done under the the democratic um party when it happened and they did an investigation and they found out that the chicago police uh instigated the riot they instigated this riot and then the republican came in and said oh we're going to do another study we didn't like that study so they did another they wanted to do another one and then they just started arrest arresting people who were in the were in the the riot and that was good it was a good movie what else was there? Give me another one. <laughs> Nomad Land. Nomad Land was good as well. That is Francis McDormand, and it's a bunch of YouTubers apparently in the movie who they're they're these people who live out of their vans. They've made the choice to get off the grid. They don't have any permanent address, and they just live out of their vans and they uh, 
eat out of their vans and they poop in buckets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And apparently a lot of them get following, have a following on YouTube. So people watch them just following their life as they live in, in vans. So it was about this woman who does the same thing. And uh, really good. Francis McDormand was really good in it as well. Promising young woman. Okay, so that one sucked. <laughs> so there is one more that was no good. Actually, it didn't suck. It was just kind of uh, very contrived. It's about this woman who uh, lures men. Uh, like she pretends to be drunk at a at a at a bar, and uh, she'll allow herself to be picked up by a guy. And then, as mm-hmm. the guy makes advance advances on her, she'll like snap out of her pretend drunkness and either kill him depending on how bad he was or just embarrass him. Is this a response to all the Harvey Weinsteins and. I, I don't know. It, it was trying to make it's, it's trying to make a point about rape culture and how, um, you know, like a lot of rape culture is about protecting your, yourself as a woman Instead of why are we why are we tra- telling women that they have to go and protect themselves? Instead of saying, "Hey guys, you you really shouldn't rape women," like that should be the message, and that's the message of the movie, and it just keeps going over and over and over again. And I could see a lot of people like I, you know, the Quentin Tarantino people. I guess it's kind of their kind of thing because it gets really, you know, uh, graphic and gory at sometimes. So I, I don't know. I guess it's their kind of thing, but it wasn't really my kind of thing. Sarah liked it better than I did. What else was there? Boop, 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 Is that boop. it? Minotti, Trial of Chicago 7, Judas, Mank, Sound of Metal, The Father. I guess yeah, that's The Father it. I haven't seen. Ah, that's it. Okay. Well, one more movie I want to talk I about. I haven't heard of most of these. I hadn't either until they, <laughs> until they were nominated. Actually, Curtis was going through his screeners, too, uh, at one point, and I wrote a bunch of them down. Um, but yeah, uh, one right. more movie. I'm privy to those sorts of things. One more movie I do want to talk about. It's called uh, Onward, and it is uh, an animated film. It's a Pixar animated film, Pixar. and uh, it is fantastic. It's great. It is like, um, it's it's so it's about the the these people who lived in this fantasy land, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago. They were like li- like you know go on quests and there's dragons and uh, imps and orcs and the whole bit. It's like a totally fantasy land. And then as technology progressed, they start to forget more and more about magic and where they come from and that. So they they're living in this advanced society and they're forgetting about their, their roots. And uh, it's about these uh, two brothers and their, their father dies and on their, on their, 16th birthday yeah he gave him a gift before he died don't open it till your 16th birthday so they open up this thing and it's this magic spell where they can bring back their dad for a day Hmm. um so the one kid who's really into the old magic and everything tries it can't do it but the other kid has the way right so he tries so he tries to bring back his dad but he only brings back half of his dad he screws up the spell halfway (laughs) so his dad is just these legs that are walking through the the entire movie um, but it's really well done. It's really good, man. And I don't want to say anything more. I probably said it's too much. It's got a very nice uh, sounding premise to it. Like uh, they're they're being brave. 
<laughs> with this premise. It's fantastic. It's got Tom Holland, who's the new Spider-Man, Julia Louis Dreyfus, and Chris Pratt. And they they all they, you know they do the voice acting for the characters. It's really good. It's one of those you know Pixar films that you know I watched Soul earlier. I can't remember if they did that one, but that one wasn't really that great. It was okay, but this one was really good, like really funny and. I was, you know, and it felt like, uh, you know, a video game, like an old, like an old RPG video game, you know, as you're going through the quest to save your, save your dad. And it's about, you know, people just losing their way with the technology and all that. Hmm. It's good stuff. There you go. I talked enough. Okay. Um, gosh, I don't know if I want to mention this stuff because... <laughs> Uh, I, I, I threw two movies in here that I'm guessing you're going to hate. So I don't even know if I should bother talking about them. I haven't Uh, heard of them. Um, well, one of them, uh, can be found on the old Tubi trash. uh, All right. On Suspiria. Uh, and it's this old Italian horror film. And I didn't know anything about it. I just, they have a little section there for their, their cult classics. And that's where I found some interesting things like Dolomite and, and stuff that I've enjoyed. So I figured, ah, why not put it on? And I really, I'm not into the slasher movies and the horror movies and stuff. So when it kind of showed like, it's going to be that I was like, all right, I'll see how far I get. Visually. It's a lot of fun. There's so much interesting choices. Um, in just how the the story is told visually um in terms of a, a standard screenplay it doesn't make any sense there, there's a whole lot of stuff where characters just kind of come and go and motives are unclear and um it's it's just a slasher movie in a german ballet studio and it's all about the visuals. It, it's all about just interesting visuals and um, the music, too. The music, I, I thought, was really great. Uh, very haunting. It has a definite uh, theme that stays with you. Um, a lot of graphic content. Um, you'll you'll kind of laugh as much as you cringe. Um, but the story doesn't make any sense. And it's just all about the, wow, I just watched something weird. So this is a an old movie. It's an old one, and I believe that they remade it. I yeah, don't know that's what I'm looking the at. Remake, yeah. So I'm just looking at. So they got both of them here. Suspiria. Suspiria. I don't even know what that means. Suspiria from 1977. Yep. One time, 99 minutes. Mm. Suspiria from 2018. Runtime. 152 minutes. Get out of here. That's what it says here. I'm like, we can't tell a story in an hour and a half anymore. We need the whole three hours. Let's go. My goodness. I I, I thought it was really interesting. I didn't expect to be involved in it. And, you know, you can pick it apart for all its faults because it definitely has them. But if you just focus on the what they did right and interesting, there was some clever stuff there that I appreciated. The other movie I put on there is called A Ghost Story, and I imagine you will absolutely hate this one. It's an extremely slow movie. I knew this going into it. I heard about this, and I saw it pop up on Netflix. I was like, oh, all right, let me give it a shot. The whole movie is told it's shot in like a four by three, 
It uh, is extremely slow. It's about a guy who dies and he wears a sheet like a Charlie Brown ghost sheet uh, the entire movie. And it's just him looking at things and oh, I've seen looking the poster around the house. This. Yeah, it's, it's rough at some points because there are some scenes that go on so long and it's just one unbroken shot of somebody standing there or doing a simple action. And you're like, all right, let's go. Come on. <laughs> End scene, go to the next thing. <laughs> it has its purpose. And if you think about it in terms of the director had a particular thing he was going for, like he, he wanted to tell it in this style for a reason. And you can see the validity of it. It's one of those movies that I can respect more than I can enjoy. It's, it's like it's it's done well. It's definitely like an artsy fartsy kind of storytelling style. Um, and there's a lot of really good things in there, some clever stuff. But there's also some vagueness and there's a lot of it is you just feel bored at some points. But I got through the whole thing. and I was like, you know what? He wanted to do that and he succeeded at doing that. So bravo. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I see uh, Casey Affleck's in it, so that's that's strike one for me. Is that like a Ben Affleck brother? I saw yep. the name. Yep. I didn't know he had a an acting brother. Oh, this this is the guy who directed Dave Lowry. He directed The Old Man and the Gun, which is an, a movie that's not very good. With Robert Old Redford. Man and the Gun. Yeah. Never heard of it. It's got Robert Redford and Casey Affleck again. It is all right, but it wasn't very good. Casey Affleck. What else has he done other than these two movies? I've gone, gone, baby, gone. I think that's his biggest movie. I think. All right, he's Ben Affleck's brother. That's that's. He's under a sheet the whole movie, so you don't have to see him. Mm. Oh, that's good. Okay, but uh, the other movie, and this ties in perfectly because you started talking about uh, Jimmy Bond early yes. on. Yes. I watched my very first James Bond movie. You did? I did. And I'll explain why after we play a game. We're going to play Name That Bond. <laughs> okay. Because I imagine you have seen most, if not all, of the James Bond movies. Okay. I have seen all the James Bond movies at some point. Some of them I've only seen once. Mm -hmm. And with this rewatch that I've been doing for my blog, BarryDelMars.com, go check him out. I am up to For Your Eyes Only. So if it's anything after For Your Eyes Only, it's been a long time since I've watched any of them. So Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my review of the movie without getting into too many details of the, the plot. And we'll see if you can figure out. A lot of which, the plots which are... era, which which Bond, <laughs> if you even get the movie. A lot of the plots are similar on, in James Bond, but we'll try. Well, I, I imagine. Okay, so I can't, I can't compare this to any other James Bond movie, so I don't know how it is as a James Bond movie, but as a general movie, uh, like an action adventure, mm -hmm. you know, a movie, it's pretty darn bad. Um, it's, it's pretty boring. It's got a terrible script. Um, what else can I say? 
<laughs> it's got a terrible script. Um, the Bond, if I didn't know James Bond as the iconic character, you know, that, that everyone everyone knows 007, everyone knows mm-hmm. this, he would just seem like a really boring dude, completely underdeveloped. There's no setup for who he is or why he uh, does anything. It's just like the bare bones. He's a you know secret agent, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he, he comes across as totally boring in this. The main love interest is also pretty bad. Uh, bad actress, um, bad performance, bad script, very predictable. The worst thing about this script, and I will say before I say this, is that the film works best when it gets silly, but it mm-hmm. doesn't really get silly enough. It just kind of gets boring. Um, the worst thing about the script is that everybody communicates, whether it's the protagonist to antagonist, uh, love interest to antagonist, anybody talking to anybody. They only talk in like zippy one-liners that they're constantly <laughs> like, like, like imagine if the human torch did something and he'd say some, oh, too hot for you, that kind of stuff. It's like every line of dialogue is that. So far, your review is could be copied so and pasted many. on any James Bond film. <laughs> okay, I might have to get more specific. There's a terrible, a terrible song that was written for the movie, like a James Bond song theme. And I believe it was one of the compromises was that the singer got a cameo in the in the movie because the singer is in there not a good acting job there um okay i guess i'll get into i'll I'll give you a time frame the special effects slash cgi effects are not great um i guess they were really not great for their time either Mm, James Bond kind of bounces around from country to country very quickly without any, you know, you kind of lose yourself and like, where is he now? What's going on? We're Why still is he very here? generic here. <laughs> wow. Is this, I'm setting myself up for so many future James Bond movies. It, I imagine some of them are told better. I, it depends on which, uh, like, I, I still can't tell you which one you've seen. It, it's, um, I mean, like, it, okay. So okay. I'll give you something else. There's a character in the movie called uh, Money Penny. <laughs> She's in every one. <laughs> no, that, that, here's my point. There's a character called Money Penny, and I know the name. I've heard the name, but I have no idea what her character is. And even watching this movie, I have no idea what her character is because she just shows up and he says, hey, Money Penny. And then that scene is over. And then later on in the film, they shoehorn her into another scene where she's having some fantasy about James Bond. Because I guess that's her character. That's it. They made just like, oh, we didn't do anything with this character. Throw another scene in there. Like, they don't tell you anything about these characters. You just have to know them, I suppose, after years of watching this stuff. Still very vague. Still vague. <laughs> okay, it involves um, um, ice is kind of important. Okay, you saw Die Another Day. There you go. Like that is the worst James Bond film out of all of them. It is. You watch really? the worst. That is awful. 
it's is, worse than the the Timothy Dalton ones. That's the what I always hear is that those are the worst. Timothy Dalton ones is like Shakespeare in comparison to Die Another Day. <laughs> Die Another Day, I that was one like I always say Batman and Robin is a, is the movie that I almost walked out of the theater of the only movie I almost walked out of. But Day of the, Die Another Day, I almost walked. If it wasn't for my love for James Bond, I would have walked out of the theater on that one. I remember that stupid, uh, what's her name? Her name is Minx in the movie. What the heck's her name? In Jinx. The Halle Jinx. Berry. Jinx. Halle Berry. They were going on, before the movie came out, they were going on, hey, we're going to start a Jinx series. This character's so great. We got to do, we got to get Jinx, her own, her own movie. And everyone saw the movie and like, what the hell are you talking about? This character's terrible. She, it really felt like there are times where her character is supposed to be funny. And it really feels like she was just doing a Will Smith impression the way she was delivering dialogue. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's not good. I'm not looking forward to revisiting that one, but yeah, it's, it's not good. I've only seen it the one time in the theater. I have, I've never seen it again. And yeah, that is the Pierce Brosnan ones are from what I remember. The first one was good with golden eye. That's one with the video game tie in and all that. And then it was very diminished returns until we got to die another day. Was that day, the last was, one? Was that yeah. his, his last that one? Run? Yeah. Except for that video game. He did the Everything or Nothing. I think this was his actual last appearance as, as James Bond was in this game. Hmm. But I kind of get the impression from Pierce Brosnan overall is that he really, he's one of those actors that just doesn't care about anything other than getting his paycheck. Yeah. I, during, I during his time as Bond, or maybe it was slightly after, I remember seeing a commercial here, you know, Hollywood actors will sometimes do commercials in other countries. He did some commercial for like coffee and it was based on the whole James Bond thing. There were like guys jumping out of planes and all this spy stuff going on. And then the end shot of the, the commercial is just him standing there with a, a thing of coffee going, uh, yeah, coffee, uh, get, the, get the coffee. <laughs> and that's exactly the amount of effort he put into it. It yeah, looked he like did. he just showed up, yeah. said that one line, collected his paycheck and got back on his plane. It was just, I, I don't know. I get that impression from him. Uh. And Bill says the Dalton ones are fine. The, I thought the first one that Dalton did was pretty good. The second one was, from what I remember, I I might change my opinion when I watch them again. But so basically, I <clears> have <throat> nowhere to go but up. Yes. Yeah. I, you can I, even I watch got the worst one out of the way. You can even get have more fun with Moonraker. That's how bad Die Another Day. That one I'm looking forward to. It's not very like good. I, I like the silly. Okay, so with the silly aspect came across as the strongest element from this okay. movie. So with James Bond, the first two movies were, I mean, they're silly, like if you think about it, but they're still like within the realm of possibility. I mean, the second movie, he's mostly on a train throughout the entire thing. It's almost like Midnight in the Orient Express, James Bond. Um, but then when Goldfinger comes out, that's where the guy Hamilton, who was the new director comes in and he interjects a lot of humor into it. And the thing with James Bond is that they go like, it starts off as like plausible and then it just keeps getting more and more wacky as they, as they go on. And then they decide, okay, we, we went a little too far. We got to take it back, you know? And so 
that's that's what happened with Pierce Brosnan as well. Like they, you know, the first movie was pretty good, and then they just keep getting wackier and wackier because they have to over. They have to. I think top. they feel compelled yeah. to top the the previous uh, villain, you know, which you don't really need to do. You just need to have a, a director that can do action. Well, you got to have writers who are going to challenge themselves and say, hey, you know what? Make it smaller, but more interesting. Make it smaller, <laughs> yeah. but more interesting. Yeah. First half of Moonraker was pretty good, according to Bill. I, I don't know. There's elements of Moonraker that are really good. Like, Moonraker has a really good uh, James Bond girl. She She's uh, Lois, uh, what's her name? Can't remember. But she was good. And, um, you know, it's got Jaws in it again. But they really get really cheesy with Jaws. Um, but, you know, like, the series also, like, with when Sean Connery was, was it, it had, like, that silly silliness and then with roger moore they actually kind of went like they kind of just made themselves a parody of the sean connery ones like it starts off serious again with uh live and let die and then man with the golden gun they're fairly serious james bond films and then they just for the spy who loved me they just went you know they went for it and they did it, it was funny it was a funny movie you know but then moonraker kind of goes off the rails for your eyes only comes out they reboot the character again, bring him back down to earth. And that one was really good. I'm spoiling my, uh, yeah, slow motion, zero G acting. Thank you. 2001 space odyssey. Cause a lot of Moonraker takes place in space and all the actors do to make it look like as if they're weightless is like, they just move slowly. <laughs> now, let's go over here. And they just, it's all slow-mo acting. So it's like anyways. in camera special effects. Yeah. So if you want me to recommend, I could recommend two. I could recommend three for you right now. I could recommend uh, I rec Goldfinger for sure. That'll give you the shot. That's Sean Connery's best one. Um, and then if you like the silly stuff, if you like funny stuff, it's almost like a parody of itself. It almost comes off like um, uh, awesome powers at times. But The Spy Who Loved Me was, was really good. It's got a really good villain in Jaws and that. And it's it's like a parody of itself, you know. It's but it's it's good. And then uh, for your eyes only was really good as well. That's where they bring back the character down to earth, and it's legit good. So I'd recommend those. Okay, I'll see. The the reason I watched it is because I went to um, the old thrift shop and they started marking down DVDs again. So I I, I picked it up for a dollar. So that's the only reason I watched it. Wow. So I got dollar. myself a nice uh, DVD case. Hey, there you go. Yeah. And I can put something else in there. Yeah. Put like Robocop this, in there or something. Uh, this has, um, oh, it, it's got a double disc. So, you know, oh, wow. sometimes those cases are hard to find. You can watch the uh, extras where they tell you that Jinx is such a great character and they're going to start <laughs> their own series with her. I there mean, another... I remember watch. I remember watching that. I'm like, man, Hollywood's just so full of it. Like, they just say this stuff just to build hype to get you to go watch the movie, when none of it's true. There's no truth to it. They just throw it out there. It's just like somebody sitting there. Yeah, let's have female Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's see what everybody else says. There's another actress in here. Um, I don't know how to say her name. Rosamund Pike, who I've seen in a lot of movies. And I never knew her name, but I was like, I, I'd see her like, oh, I've seen that face before. And apparently this was her first um, film debut. So her film debuts. Eh, well, I learned that. I also yeah. got some other 
some some gems here for a dollar. One is a true gem. Is I, I never had a copy of Spider Man. The first oh, that's great one. Yeah, and I watched it again, and I used to think like uh, it's 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 okay. You know, it it kind of gets things right, uh, but it it kind of misses the mark a little bit here and there. But then you know, two comes out and nails it. But watching this again is pretty darn good. I've like, always I, liked it. I saw it a lot of the, the theater. A lot of the hokey stuff that at first I thought maybe they went a little far. I'm totally cool with now. It's like, you know what? I like my superheroes a little silly. Yeah. I love when the Green Goblin has got Spider-Man on the roof and he just kind of like leans back on the, uh, <laughs> there's like a, a, a skylight and he's just leaning yeah. there, smacking him in the head and talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I okay, think Sam Raimi found the right tone for those, for those first he two did. films. He did. Well, he had the right tone for the third film. It's just, Somebody yeah. else got their hands. There's in there parts said, of the third film that are that are great. Yeah, and I, I was wondering if you could possibly edit out some of the other stuff, but you kind of can't for yeah. the ending. It's but too too much part that, of the plot. That venom is is in there yeah. a little too much. Anyway, um, get ready for this. I don't I don't know which one you're going to think is worse, but I did buy both of these for a dollar, and I did watch both of these. Amazing Spider-Man. I, I, I did learn from both of these. Uh, I guess I'll start with this because I, I think you're going to say that. Wow. Which one will you think is worse? Okay. I'm going to start with the one that you think <laughs> Am is I really better. that bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I did find a copy of the second Fantastic Four movie. I've never seen it. So I can't tell you if it's bad. It is not a good movie, but it's also not as terrible as people make it out to be. Um, it's not very good. This was my review of the, the first one. It's not really good, but there's some fun stuff in there. This one is forgettable, but not you terrible. Pay, you paid a dollar for it. I $1. paid a dollar for it. That That is my, if it's a dollar, I'll watch just about anything that I have even a slight interest in. Now, the one I think you're going to think is worse, because I'm pretty sure you have seen this one. And I know this is not a good movie. I remember it not being a good movie, but there was something I wanted to revisit. And that is the, uh, the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Terrible script, but the makeup and costumes are great. And I really wanted to see them again. And um, it still, it like it is so believable because they went through the trouble of doing the actual costumes, not like CG. There are a couple of times where they, they CG the mouths and things or have them jumping around. But the costumes are just really fun to look at and watch them move around in. Does your wife just, just look at your DVD collection and say, what's wrong with you? Like, why? Why do you? She has no interest in, in what I buy. <laughs> I, I've actually never seen... Uh, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Really? I don't think so. And if I have, I don't remember a damn thing. It's it. It's got a terrible script that doesn't make any sense. And it's got a terrible lead, Mark Wahlberg, who I'm, a, I'm guessing had to be a studio requirement. They said, you know, put this guy in there. There's going to be a vehicle for him. Because I can't imagine Tim Burton finding an interesting performance from Mark oh, Wahlberg. Yeah. I, the way he chose yeah. like uh, Michael Keaton to be Batman is like, you know, that there's there's something there, there's something in the eyes and the way he would play it. 
or the way he's in love with uh, Johnny Depp and puts him in the movie. Basically, like, if I, Tim I Burton wants to make his Zacky, wacky movies that he wants to make, he's got to do the Hollywood stuff as well. Yeah. I, I just remember the controversy with, with Kevin Smith because apparently Kevin Smith, in one of his comic books, uh, had uh, it, the Abraham Lincoln statue look like an ape right like it was like an ape and they said like uh, tim burton took that idea and put it in his movie that's all i know about that movie i'm pretty sure i've never watched it good makeup that's what you get out of it (laughs) and uh, i got this because it has the you know the extra disc with a bunch of stuff and i want to see the uh like if they go through the process of putting them in the makeup and putting on the costumes and all that before we wrap this up i, I want to ask you do you have any interest in watching that Zack snyder justice league i have a curiosity i have a curiosity uh, i i told myself hey when that comes out if i can watch that i'm, I'm gonna watch it i kind of want to do a comparison because how often does that happen that a movie gets made twice with, mm-hmm. with two different directors you know Got the um, Superman two. It's all. It's only yeah. Superman movies, yeah. you know. Superman two got the re, the re thing. <laughs> That's and right. And Justice, Justice League. League. That's <laughs> it. What a weird thing. And then um, I saw it, it came out, and YouTube became the Justice League channel for a couple of days. Like the only things you're seeing, my review, scene comparison, uh, which is better. This, I was like, oh my goodness, this thing is taken over. Um, and then I saw the runtime. Okay. It's four listen, hours. Listen, I watched Red Letter Media, uh, their their thing on uh, Justice League. They started talking about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, Mike comes on and it's like, yeah, we watched all four hours of Justice League. And I'm like, ah, that's a funny joke, four hours. <laughs> and then they're showing like clips <laughs> of the movie and that. It's all in four by three. And I'm like, man, they must have not been able to get the widescreen version of that. And they're talking and they're saying, you know, the movie isn't that bad. It's okay. You know, like the, the last half, the last part is not that great. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should stop this and actually watch the movie. So I stopped it. And we only, I only have access to uh, its crave here in Canada that, that has it. And I only have access to it at work. So I turn it on at, uh, at work and I press play and it, and it actually is four hours and it's mm-hmm. in four by three. This yep. movie has been edited to fit the, the vision of the director. I'm like, what, what? This is what we did in the nineties already. We put that thing at the top because, you know, we wanted everyone to switch to widescreen because the widescreen. Now we're going back to four by three. What the hell is going on? He, so that was it. I was like, I don't that. know. About he did that because he wants a clear distinction between his movie and the others. And did you hear the garbage reason he put out for that? Something about IMAX. IMAX, right? uh, uh, that was part of it, I think. But what I remember him saying is, well, superheroes are very tall. And we <laughs> see them in a vertical way, except for when they're flying. This is a real statement, like, because they're tall people. That's the better aspect ratio for seeing no, superheroes. No, no, we're not doing this. I'm not going back to four by three. You spent, I spent the first 20 years of my life, you telling me that I need to see everything on widescreen because the eyes on my face are beside each other. 
and I have peripheral vision. So I need everything in widescreen. I'm like, okay, I'm buying into this. You made the movies back in the day in widescreen. I want a widescreen TV and watch all my movies in widescreen. Now, no, we're going back to four by three. I don't think so. That's not happening. And I'm not watching your four hour movie. Forget it. Four hours yeah. is way too long. It's way- now, I, I do see that they have it broken up into parts. Like apparently like, like, cause is there an intermission? I, I've had to put in clips of this movie, like, and everybody's watching it at work. Like all the other guys are watching it at work. And we all do use this one Apple box to take in stuff. So every time I, I started to put in clips for work, it starts at one of these parts like part four it said part four or something like that so i guess they do they have broken it up into parts but i i did four hours is just too crazy yeah i I don't know i the curiosity is there but i'm fighting with that of like do i really want to spend four hours to watch something that i'm just gonna go "Eh." yeah that's pretty much the impression i'm getting you know so I, I, I kind know. of like the 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 Joss Whedon one. I thought it was really silly and stupid and just hey. I, I don't bad. know, but that that guy I I love Firefly. Firefly I thought was great. His Fire? Oh, is that a Joss Whedon thing? That's his that's his show that lasted fourteen episodes and it got canned because I don't know, there's several reasons. It's actually a good show, but they put it on at weird times and they uh, aired the episodes out of order when it was like one of those shows that you need to kind of follow along with the overall mm. arcing story. So they kind of ruined the show. But uh, so it only lasted 14 episodes, but it was good. It was good. But everything else he's done, like Buffy and uh, I don't know what else. He's you done. don't like Angel his Avengers and, movies? I mean, you know, I don't know how much he actually did those movies. He added a lot of some dialogue in that, but I, I don't know how much he's actually, I don't give him I've too much credit this. for this. I've noticed this with the Marvel people is that the, it's always like, Hey, the Marvel movies are great. Oh, he's the Avengers coming out. We got to see the Avengers. See that it was great. Oh, another new oh. Avengers coming out. It's great. And then after a few more come out, Oh, well, we really don't like the Joss Whedon stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, because there's other stuff that co- overcompensates for it. Like you're into the overall story in that. So you kind of just tolerate like his kind of stupid jokes, you know, and they kind of like the actors kind of they make it work. I mean, they do OK, but I don't know how much he deserves credit for for that. He, there's a lot of a lot of uh, cooks in that kitchen and he's just one of them. So. I remember when epic films were normally four hours. It's not a bad thing. Yes, for an epic film, that's actually worth it for you to watch. Absolutely. The Godfather, to me, The Godfather is worth it. It's like Godfather 2 is worth it because the characters are good and the story's good. And I'm interested in it. For superheroes that are just going to be saving the world again? I don't know. I haven't watched the movie, so... I guess I can't say, but I it mean, it could be your favorite film of the year. I've watched other superhero movies, and even them clocking in at what is it like two and a half hours? Some of them, it's a little long. Those are a little long, and I, I can't imagine this one, the four hours just flying by. Uh, Duke says, "I'm curious too, but I've never seen the other one." I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen the Joshua one either. I tried to watch it, but I couldn't get past the first half hour. Firefly is great. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't well, I, like. I watch like I watch the other get one. Past a half an hour, how are you going to make it four? Well, apparently they changed a lot of it. I don't know. Well, and it's th- got to be if um, you know wh- where did the other two hours come from? Is that all other footage that went unused? So apparently, uh, and this I got all from the first fifteen minutes of Red Letter Media. Uh, so apparently, Zack Snyder originally wanted to make two films. He wanted a part one and a part two. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he left, the studio came in and said, "No, we're just going to make this one. We're going to make this one movie." So they had to make a bunch of sacrifices and all that. So he had stuff shot, he had stuff ready to go that they just didn't use. They just mm-hmm. got rid of it. So that's why that's why this movie is so long. That's why it's four hours. It's originally was supposed to be two movies, and. Uh, yeah, they, they completely changed a lot of it. It wasn't just dialogue that apparently Josh Whedon changed. There was well, yeah, there's uh, characters that were completely cut out and or looked different and all that. And then they say like if you actually compare, like if you watch the original one and then watch Zack Snyder's one, like all the stuff that Josh Whedon changed, like it actually made no sense. Like they actually reshot a bunch of scenes in that just so the character can throw in like a joke that he wrote. So, you know, bring all the actors back, get them all, you know, do the shot for shot, get the ready and all that, just to add in like one dumb joke. I don't know. I haven't looked, I haven't watched any of the comments on it or reasonings behind it or anything other than the four by three. That is insane. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what the dumb reason is for it. That's just insane. But we're not going back to four by three. I don't care what anyone says. It's nuts. <laughs> Or how much it mirrors Bills. the Avengers. So Only did complete. you actually watch it? The you know, I saw him on Xbox. He was on in this Crave app. He gave me a notification that he was in his Crave app. So that's the only thing I can imagine him watching over there. So he must have watched the whole thing. But Bill's got a lot of time, right? You know, he's got he's got four hours to kick back and watch a movie like that. So there you go. I, I think we said I, I don't it know all. If I want to see four hours of miserable. This is what I mean. Yeah. This is what I mean. I I I watched Spider Man the other day. <laughs> That's a it fun was movie. Great. It was so much fun. It's fun. You know, and he, he's he's trying to take care of Aunt May and he feels bad about Uncle Ben. He had all the emotion there and he's still it's saving fun. the day. Right. Where he's got dark and moody Batman. Like I watched the Batman and Superman, Superman versus Batman. I didn't like that one. I watched the Superman movie before that. I fast forward through most of it. I didn't like that one. I watched a bit of the one with uh, Margot Robbie. What's that? Seven, the seven bad guys. Suicide Squad, Suicide Bombs. I haven't seen that. I watched a bit of that. I, I fast forward through most of that one too. I got the Batman. I rolled that down. Like, okay. I'd be like Shazam. I did like Shazam. Shazam was good. Is Shazam in it? Another Shazam? If Shazam is in this movie, I will watch it. I can't I imagine they they went they went silly with Shazam. Give me if he's only in it for five minutes, I'll sit there for four for three hours and fifty five minutes. Just give me five minutes of Shazam. Maybe he's in the post credit scene. Like, hey, why didn't you call me? Uh, Bill did watch it. He loves epics. We're not calling this movie an epic. There's absolutely no way that a comic book movie is an epic. It's not an epic. You need an epic story to make an epic. You want it, and I don't. I don't think. I don't think Justice League is an epic story. 
I might be wrong. I think, I think I've mentioned but this before, but there's a, a comic called uh, Kingdom Come. It's a DC comic, and it's yes. in the future. Yeah, old, and, old uh, Superman. Old Superman, old yeah. Batman, and, you know, they, they kind of fell off their path, and things have gotten out of control, and then they come back. It's a little little uh, depressing at sometimes it gets a little biblical but at the same time it's it's all about them putting the suits back on and being heroes again yeah it's a good comic it's yeah. a nice epic yeah so why are you saying they should make that into a movie i'm saying i like the comic book oh okay yeah and sometimes when i like a comic book i like it for just to stay a comic book or a novel i can enjoy it not everything needs to be a movie my everything needs to be adapted, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you know they're just making these movies because Marvel's making a ton of money, and they're like, "Well, what are we gonna do? We're DC. We need to make money as well." Mm-hmm. So, monkey see, monkey do, and that's the problem. You know, like the Avengers, they pulled off a great thing. Like, I mean, Marvel pulled off a really great thing, getting all that stuff together and that. And DC's just trying to like, well, let's do our thing too. And you know, they're not taking the time to set everything up. And every time they do try to start it, tanks and then, oh, we'll reboot and we'll do this guy and we'll do that guy. And, yeah. mm. Did you see the Aquaman movie? There's an Aquaman movie. I watched five minutes of the Aquaman movie. And that's as far as I made it. Wow. Five minutes. What did they screw up in the first five it's minutes? It's just ter- <laughs> terrible dialogue. It was like the same thing I've seen a billion times before. You know, I just, yeah, not interested in this. You saw and Wonder he, Woman. Yes. Oh, well, I watched Wonder Woman in the theater. So mm-hmm. I, there was no escaping. <laughs> but I thought Wonder Woman was okay, but it wasn't a great. wasn't great. It's got a good scene where she's like, blocking that's, the that's Linda Carter in the original TV show. Right. TV show was a hoot. Every so often, somebody will um, put some uh, Linda Carter gif on twitter or something and i sit there and i watch that i was like man that looks like fun (laughs) it was a hoot that show was a hoot man it was good times all right that's it we're done Mm -hmm. enough comic book movies uh follow so 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 tune in next time for our Zack snyder review so we can uh ape off everybody else if you're if you're gonna watch it i'll watch it we can do our own red letter media you said you don't want to watch I don't want to, but if you watch it, if you See, say that's, you're going to watch it. That's the problem with our society is all these people watching movies they don't want to just so they can review it in a public forum. So here's my opinion. No, I want to, I, I wouldn't mind talking to you about it. If we're going to do a movie together, I wouldn't mind. Actually, and uh, speaking of that, Curtis wants us to do those uh, Tremors movies. That, well, the, uh, just the, the most recent one, right? Right, yeah. The, which the is only in dynamite one maybe we should do that because it's only 90 minutes <laughs> it's not four hours do you have That's access cool. to that movie i would have to check i the last time one came out i was able to find it yeah um, but I, I haven't been to the uh the um the blockbuster video in a while go check out you don't the, have the video blockbuster store. there's no blockbuster but that rental service is a thriving business here. You go out and it's like, hey, look at all the new releases. Pull the cases off, bring them up to the counter. On DVD? DVD and Blu-ray now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. 
still happening in Japan. It, you know, it's kind of fun going there and just seeing the selection of movies. You yeah. see the whole wall. It's like, hey, look, there's something from 20 years ago. There's something that came out two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, I do kind of miss that, but streaming. You could just so click convenient. a button on your computer. Yeah, it's so convenient. Yeah, there is a blockbuster documentary on Netflix now. On Netflix? Yeah. Please watch get. it. <laughs> I'm get I thought all Netflix stuff was uh was all over the place. Yeah. Which one which one do you want us to watch? What what do you want us to watch, Duke? You gotta tell me which movie. So many movies are going. Okay. Follow Retro Fandango on Twitter at Retro Fandango, and check out our Discord as well. We are still the podcast that is better consistent than STC Pod. That's what we're going with. That's our podcast that is more consistent than STC Pod. When was the last time you saw STC Pod do an episode? It's been a long time. What's the um, episode February? What's the name of that Blockbuster documentary? Just called Blockbuster. No, it's like the last Blockbuster or something like that. I think. And it's it's made by Netflix or it's just on. I think so. Yeah, the last blockbuster. I hear it's like it's okay. I hear it's like not. Yeah, it's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix, but it wasn't produced by Netflix. I don't know who produced it. Okay, that's that's why it's not showing up. It has a budget of fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! That's a big budget. It was made by yeah some. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. not it's not on my. Uh... And you want to? You'll want to go over to Discord to check out uh, Kyle's comments because he's got some movies over there. He's got some codes for some movies Ooh. that he's giving away. So go over there and check that out. And by the way, I keep t- forgetting to tell Kyle. I don't know if he'll listen to this, but I keep forgetting to tell him that that Bill and Ted's uh, movie that he gave me didn't work. Didn't work. Not in my region, because I'm a Canadian. We have to have our own Bill and Ted codes here. Hmm. It's it's weird how that how it knows. How does it know? How does it know? It tells me to go to the website. I go to the website. I punch in this code. I punch in the code. It's like no, not in your region. Like I didn't tell you what region I'm in. How do you know? How does it know? All right. Uh, the last. Uh, uh, Tremors. Tremors movie does not have Jamie Kennedy in it. It has, it has John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite. Yep, Jamie Kennedy. They couldn't get Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how low the Tremors movies have come. It's like we can't even get Jamie Kennedy now. Please watch the new Schneider cut. Schneider. Well, there you go. Duke's got a request in that we both watch it. Do you have access to that movie? Um, I think. Let me check. I think so. Hang on. The the Dukes of Hazard cut, not the John Schneider cut. That would be something else. And if you guys are a fan of Dukes of Hazard, you guys should watch uh, John Schneider's uh, YouTube channel. That's something else. If you want the conservative point of view, check out that that channel. Woo. He does not hold back. Sometimes he does, but not often. All right, I think we're done. Wow, right? look at him go. Yep. 
All right. Are you, <laughs> what, are you checking out John? What's Three days Josh? ago. Oh, there you go. You got you can watch it on there. Okay. Yeah. I suppose I can watch it on there too, but I don't have to watch it at work. And my dinner is ready, apparently. So I gotta go. Ooh, dinner. <laughs> best thing we've talked about. <laughs> that is, we did talk about washing dishes. That was fun. Yeah, we're gonna change this into a uh, a food discussion podcast. So what did okay. you eat today? Thank you, uh, Sarah, for chiming in, and Duke, and uh, Bill, and Ryan. That was it. That was enough. That's enough people tuning in. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. And there you go.